The cockroaches can fly! (laughs) I was asked to start the show uh, this way by my uh, long-distance hiker buddy, Roderick Berger, uh, because the Kerouac House in Florida just published uh, an alumni update piece from me um, in their newsletter. And uh, those were the first words that I wrote in Jack Kerouac's house when I was resident there in spring 2003. I wrote those words shortly after having chased a cockroach across the room, only to have it stop and fly back at me. So, uh, yeah, click the link in the show notes to find out more about the Kerouac house and my time there. Okay, Um, Happy New Year. I hope... uh, Everything's started out well for you. Thanks for all the kind words uh, about the lemon situation. I've I've been for more tests, and I've nothing much to report, so I'm probably going to leave that for next week. We had a great holiday up in Rochester, New York, with the family. Um, We got super spoiled by Jen's folks, Um, the kids especially, of course. We got a bit of snow and uh, ate our way through a mountain of cakes and cookies. Santa visited, brought presents. Blaze is five, so it was really all about the Lego for him. Sierra wanted a puppy. She actually put puppy down as numbers one through five on her her gift wish list. It's quite quite clever. Um, I guess she figured that from her seven-year experience, she always gets, you know one or two items from the top five. Um, and of course, Santa didn't bring her a puppy. We we told her it wasn't going to happen, but uh, it, you know, didn't stop her hoping. And of course, Santa didn't bring her one. And we were a bit worried about it, but she took it really well. And I just, uh, I just took her, just took her side and uh, told her that, you know, Santa's a bit of a dick. And pointed out how he purposefully perpetuates capitalist class war by taking rich kids really expensive gifts and giving orphans and poor kids second-hand wooden toys and uh, useless castrating propaganda shit like illustrated Bibles. She took it well. Really showed some maturity. Um, She's seven, you know. It's great. We even sort of gambled and uh, got her a lot of experience gifts for her in the main. Uh, a climbing package on a ropes course and stuff. Uh, rather than toys. And that in itself could have been weird because Blaze, her younger brother, is all about the toys and the Lego. It was good. Really, really excellent time. We also managed to fit in, me and Jen, one of the greatest date nights in recent memory. We saw the film Parasite at the Little Theatre, which was just phenomenal. And then, as we were walking back to the car, looking for a place to get a drink, all happy and buzzing and talking about the film, we discovered an axe-throwing bar. 
Jen's new play, Hot Little Slice, features some uh, axe-wielding destruction in it. So, you know, we had to give it a go. And it was surprisingly awesome. We went in, you signed the massive 20-page disclaimer that somehow uh, limited their liability on selling me 15% proof mead and handing me a bucket of heavy razor-sharp throwing axes. And then, you know, we did a little two-minute safety talk. And then that was it. We were splitting wood. It was a total blast. They even had a wall full of Viking helmets you could wear while you were throwing axes. And it's actually really satisfying downing like a pint of mead and screaming, For Odin! And then thudding an axe into a wooden target from about nine feet, splitting wood everywhere. I thought it would be harder than it was, but we both did really well. We landed way more than we missed. And as an added bonus, uh, and as an added bonus, you know, we left with all our limbs still intact, which was something I hadn't thought about uh, as being an evening bonus since my uh, heavy drinking younger days in some of the rougher pubs of the British Isles. So, to summarise, go and see Parasite. Uh, Santa is a dick. And if you get the chance, go throw some axes. It's Review. Today I'm reviewing Conversations with People Who Hate Me from Dylan Maron. I'm a big fan of Dylan's work. He's uh, an actor and social activist. I first found out about him through... Uh, Welcome to Night Vale, the superb comedy sci-fi drama podcast uh, I reviewed a few episodes back. But um, he's probably best known for creating viral YouTube videos, including the Every Single Word series, where he edits together only the words spoken by actors of colour from uh, big movies and franchises to brilliantly highlight the shocking state of representation in Hollywood. Uh, One of the best ones is the uh, Harry Potter supercut of uh, all the Harry Potter movies, uh, the full seven or eight films or whatever, um, you know, 25 hours or so, and you won't believe it, but it gets boiled down to an absolutely stunning six minutes. And most of that... uh, (laughs) Uh, comes from a talking shrunken rasterhead uh, dangling from the rearview mirror of a magic bus. Just, I mean, it's just incredible. As a white person uh, with eyes and a conscience, you're aware that there's a representation problem in the stories we watch and tell ourselves. Um, but this way of uh, showing it really hits home. Another video series he's done on YouTube is the great unboxing series where he explains and unpacks large ideas and concepts like uh, masculinity, police brutality, uh, privilege, 
and uh, liberal elitism. And he does it all with a joyful, snarky humour that manages to be funny, uh, cutting, and yet also self-deprecating. So, we've had social media taking over our lives now for a decade or more, and I'm sure I don't have to explain what the comment section under these videos looks like. Yeah. Never read the comments section if you don't want to be ashamed of humanity. Um, so, responses to Dylan, uh, like in most comment sections everywhere, range from, uh, you know, the bland, supportive and adoring, and down to hate-filled shrieks of rage from people who have internalized the Christian message that God hates fags in either the full Westboro Baptist Church way or with the equally evil fake piety of Mike Pence et al. Or he gets abuse from folks who want to believe we live in a post-racial America, um, that the election of Obama and the wealth of Oprah somehow means they could ignore what happened to Tammy Rice and Traven and Eric Garner and the Central Park Five, or that after the Republican mayor terms of Giuliani and Bloomberg, um, the New York City police had to shell out a mind-blowing $400 million in police misconduct settlements. Stuff like that. Or he takes abuse from white men wanting to ignore the culture of misogyny and uh, to cry out their own hurt feelings. Or he takes abuse from people who've internalised the propaganda of the rich, in which poverty is purely down to uh, personal failings rather than the systematic failings of capitalist extremism. You, you know how it goes. And the, the unboxing series does uh, hit all the hot topics. So yeah, Dylan has taken an absolute dog's abuse online. And in his podcast, Conversation with People Who Hate Me, he actually reaches out to people who have told him to go and die and other such stuff. And he very bravely opens up a conversation with them. Not to try and convert them on political points, but just to find a human connection. The show is really amazing and it's uh, a real personal revelation on so many levels. You really need to subscribe and download uh, this show now. Because I feel he's mapping out a better future for our communication behaviour online. The show is so good, in fact, that it triggered my bullshit detector at one point, and I had to email him to make sure it wasn't some big scripted thing all along. And he wrote back right away and explained um, how these beautiful moments of introspection uh, have come together. And he feels it's because most people have kindness in their hearts, and we just need to talk and communicate better and calmly. And really remember that there are people on the other side of the keyboards and screens. So the show develops a couple of key themes uh, and catchphrases. One being that hurt people hurt people. And the other great one is uh, empathy is not endorsement. Now this latter one uh, became the subject of uh, a TED talk he did. Uh, talking about his podcast and his own journey to discover uh, this super important truth. Now, I'm going to put links to the TED Talk and the videos in the show notes so you can check them out. But seriously, empathy is not endorsement. 
is uh, such a great idea that is really rocking my world. Um, it's amazing to think perhaps we can empathise with our Trumpian family members without endorsing their position. So the podcast has been going for a few years now. Um, so you've got a lot of great episodes to listen to. And its format has changed a little bit um, with Dylan becoming more of a, a moderator therapist to other people who have clashed online. And he brings them on the show to find common ground. Um, personally, as you know, uh, I have a bit more of an edge when it comes to arguing my point. And I've been told many times that I would probably be more successful if I toned it down a little bit. Normally when I hear this kind of thing, I uh, direct people to some text that I've been reading about uh, the importance of action, um, like uh, Martin Luther King's letter from a Birmingham jail, and how waiting and calmness is not an option for the refugee kids dying in cages in concentration camps on our borders um, because we'd rather have a space force and a massive military occupation in Iraq than feeding and housing and educating kids escaping violence. But I'm starting to take this on board a little more. I'm really appreciating Dylan's approach to his activism now and realize that in many circumstances, uh, his uh, calmer approach is going to bear a lot of long-term throat. So um, Dylan does this thing. He has this like little pause, these little exclamations when he hears something uh, he doesn't agree with. It's, it's this. Huh. He, it comes at that time uh, when confronted with... Uh, someone's deeply ignorant and objectionable opinion based on a total lack of empathy and understanding of other people's rights to exist. But whereas you or I might take a much more aggressive approach and say, no, that is just ignorant bullshit, he takes a moment and he just puts this little hmm. pause in there. Very Socratic. Hmm. Very measured. Hmm. And it's really taught me that uh, whereas I would jump in and most people would jump in to aggressively dispute a point instead of respectfully and actively listening um he shows respect and de-escalates with calm disagreement. He, he does add uh, very well short rejoinders of information uh, to cover um, his ground. So you're, not, you're never left frustrated with um, unchallenged, unchallenged objectional viewpoints. Um, but the way he does it really works and as you're listening to the conversations you can't deny that he's really building bridges rather than burning them so i've decided to try and um reach out uh in dylan's way uh, to solve one of the conflicts that i'm involved in at the moment uh you remember i reviewed uh the scene by scene podcast uh vladislav surkov uh he his podcast he reviews the acting of uh, Tom Waits 
and I reviewed his show in the Tom Waits episode I did. Um, you know, I was pretty negative about his work. And then he came back at me with a lot of insults. But I've been inspired by Dylan to try and be a better human. And um, I've sent Vlad an apology and some uh, really good chocolate donuts. So if you remember, he uh, aggressively ate a hideous donut at me on one of his episodes. So... Um, yeah, I sent him some really good donuts, Death by Chocolate Donuts, actually, from Donuts Delight in Rochester. Possibly the best donuts in existence. I don't know. Um, and I'm hoping he's going to come on the show and uh, we can work out our differences in a Dylan Maron type way. I think it's going to come off, and if it does, I'll uh, pop it up later in the show. Anyway, Conversations with People Who Hate Me, the podcast. Please give it a listen. It gets five stars. And two thumbs up, a gong of revelation, some lightsabers, force, and a stoffel. Stoffel. Because I think Dylan's spirit animal is uh, the deceptively harmless honey badger that is actually the uh, king of the jungle and has been known to castrate lions in Africa. I've had in my house hippo, rhino. Brown hyena, spotted hyena, leopards, cheetah, lion, I've had the whole lot. But the honey badger, there's nothing near the honey badger. The first honey badger I took in the store. He caused chaos in the house. He damaged everything. Get the frozen bacon, sit on his back and eat it. And you don't dare stop him. You just let him do what he wants to. in with the lovelorn residents of Porcupine Romance Island. Dude, but like, I really thought we hit off on our date last week. Yeah, there was like, you know, a lot of foraging for grubs, but, you know, that's not really my thing. But like, I had a lot of fun. And I thought it was mutual. But now I see her in the disco with Jason, and you say she doesn't have the capacity to sh enjoy slow dancing. <laughs> but but I know what I saw. Hard hearted old farmer. Ah, Jack. Reminds me. The Kerouac Writers Project is accepting admissions through March the 15th. Fancy three months to work on a project in Jack's old house in Florida? Check out the link in the show notes. Yes, a hard-hearted old farmer Hiding his wine in the cellar In New England When he goes out, he wears earmuffs 
I don't think we've even seen the tip of the iceberg. I think the potential of what the internet is going to do to society, both good and bad, is unimaginable. Wow. I think we're actually on the cusp of something exhilarating and terrifying. David Bowie, 1999. Now it's an alien life form. The actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment. Where the interplay between the user and the provider will be so in simpatico, it's going to it's going to crush our ideas of what mediums are all about. Incredible prediction. I wish we had his take on Cambridge Analytica and uh, the NATO Defence Handbook on Russian Information Warfare, and of course uh, Facebook and Twitter using algorithms to funnel and channel us into more compliant consumers, feeding the uh, growth of the rage, fear, constant political donations conveyor belt jackpot. Who knows where it's all going to end? Feels like dark times. The uh, Conversation podcast really has brought me a busload of hope, though. Um, I'm hoping Dylan's going to uh, snag a MacArthur Genius Grant this year and go from strength to strength. Um, Maybe uh, we can use him as a template for a uh, super chill uh, artificial intelligence algorithm uh, that can uh, live online and uh, de-escalate the uh, country's culture war in chat rooms and comment sections uh, everywhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, Vlad's got back in touch from the Scene by Scene podcast, and we're going to do this. He's agreed to talk to me. He did uh, just put out another episode, which is not exactly hopeful, um, he says the donuts I sent him were poisoned. <sighs> yeah, um, yeah, you can you can hear his take on his podcast. I'm not going to play it here because, well, you know, I'm trying to de-escalate and uh, I'm trying to move on. Anyway, so here we go. Calling him now. Oh, I'm a little nervous about this. I don't know how. I don't know how Dylan does it. I mean, you know, it's not really that big of an argument, really. I mean, he gets he's talked to some. It's real serious situations. Anyway, here we go. It's ringing. Who is this? Hi, uh, this is a- Andy. Oh, Andy. Of the stupid podcast? Yes, this is Andy from Mandy Podcast, a podcasting podcast. I'm just, I just want to thank you for agreeing to speak with me today. Sure. I'm not scared of you. Uh, why would you be? Look, um... I just feel like I, I want to apologize to you. I need to say that I'm very sorry uh, that when I reviewed your podcast that I was uh, dismissive of your work and that I'm sorry that I made you feel bad for thinking that uh, Ron Perlman is Tom Waits on steroids. I uh, don't believe that, but I do know that I could have handled that a lot better and not called you stupid and a troll. Accept your words of apology. Thank you. Um, now, is there uh, anything you want to say to me? Yes. I cannot believe you call yourself a Tom Waits fan and do not know this. You are so stupid. Huh. When you say that, it makes me feel very sad and uh, attacked. Good. That is point. Hmm. 
I'm I'm sorry, I'm not going to agree that Ron Perlman is Tom Waits on steroids. I think they are two different people, but I know there's no way I'm going to convert you short of having, you know, Tom and Ron turn up at your door. Would prove nothing. One could be cloned. Both could be cloned. Okay. Um this is difficult. What I'm trying to say is this is uh, this is probably just something that we can agree to disagree about, okay? Sure. Like my mother always said, you can't cure stupid, just kill it. Hmm. I'm glad we've had this discussion, Vlad. Um, I'm just wondering, did your mother ever say that about you? Don't bring my mother into this. I will kill you. Hmm. I'm not bringing your mother into this. You mentioned her. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be more aware at the moment of the fact that hurt people hurt people. Why do you keep going that weird past thing? Where, where do you go? Hmm? You think you're being wise old Jedi trying to sneak past Stormtrooper, but you are just sound like big retard. Vlad, uh, it's, it's really not cool to call people retarded. Ah, of course it is. It is they are being a retard. This is why America is so fucked. Nobody can use the right words anymore. President who lies constantly is not called liar. Millionaire pedophile dies in jail and is not called murdered. Poison donuts sent by you to me is supposed to be olive branch, but kills small dog and makes old lady. No, absolutely not. They were not poisonous donuts. They were good, top-quality chocolate donuts. Then why did they kill Carlos? Because everyone knows chocolate is toxic to small dogs. Shit, Boston cream donut from Duncan every week. Well, yeah, but the quality and content of the chocolate... Look, I'm not going to debate the merits of chocolate donuts with you. Good, because you bore me. You evil dog-killing man. I think you should go and use the lemon squeezer I sent you to pop your fat, stupid head. Hmm. Is that the best you can do? Hmm? I'm, I'm trying very hard, Vlad. Uh, like I say, I'm really sorry. I, I was the one who definitely sought you out when I reviewed your show. Um, but now we've talked and you... you I've said I'm sorry, and you've accepted my apology, and it, it sounds like you really hate me. Yes. I hate you so much. When will you get the message? I hate you, and this stupid, stupid podcast, I wish you had died rather than Carlos the dog. As they say, my dropping. Wow. <laughs> Dylan makes that seem so much easier than it looks. Still, um, it's all a work in progress, right? I've got a lot to learn about uh, being a reviewer and engaging with people with uh, different informational bases than my own. But that's podcasting and life. Ups and downs. On the upside, one of the other Tom Waits podcasts I reviewed... Um, the one called uh, With Confetti in Our Hair, they really liked my review. Well, generally. One of the hosts did anyway, Bill. Um, Bill really liked it. Uh, the other host, James, I get, I get the feeling he thinks I'm a bit of a weasel. But anyway, um, they've got in touch and they've invited me on their show 
so I'm going to be making a guest appearance uh, with them soon. Which is, you know, really lovely. My first guest spot on another podcast. Super excited. I'll let you know how it goes. So that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word. Or keep me fueled and buy me a coffee by hitting the link in the show notes and on the webpage. The Jazz is brought to you by Mario Roms and Design. I don't know who's providing your jazz, but I think you should switch to these cats. No word from uh, my buddy Hedge, still. feel a bit sad about that, actually. Um, in fact, I don't even feel like reading the sponsor message, to be honest. Um, so I won't. See you later, alligator. Mind how you go, Flamingo. Wear a warm hat, naked mole rat. Let's dump Mitch McConnell in a ditch. Ostrich. (laughs) So much for turning over a new leaf and trying to be more calm and respectful. Um, I I think it's going to be a hard one for me. Have a great week, wherever you are and whatever you're up to. Uh, Bye-bye!